Welcome to another episode of Ran Out of Talent. I'm your host, Joser Jr., and with me is my co-host tonight, Ryan Greening. Ryan, how's it going tonight? It's going all right, Joe. How about you? Uh, it's going pretty good, getting cars ready. It's, you know, waiting to the last minute. You know, I took um, Joe 3 this weekend to get parts for his uh, old old BMX bike and stuff. And I oh, spent, yeah? Yeah, I spent the whole weekend on the bike with him. So that's uh, awesome. Where'd yeah. you guys go looking for parts? <sighs> the most disappointing place in the world. Where's that? Jerry Schwinn. Okay. I don't know where that is. Well, it's in um, Anoka ish area. It's right next to Mercy Hospital. And okay. Ba- back when I was a kid, that was a place to go. And their showroom was filled with a ton of different bikes, new, used different genres it was just a great place to spend the afternoon sure i went there on saturday and the parts were very limited i found the tires and seat but i could have spent more money there obviously if they had other things Mm -hmm. uh they had one taiwanese trek that was 429 dollars the showroom was filled with the man version and the woman version, and that's it. Mm-hmm. And I asked the kid, I go, hey, do you think this could make it around Hillside? He he chuckles and goes, maybe once. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's kind of sad what that place has become. But, you know, it's fun taking Joe to a bike shop and uh, go bike, you know, biking with him a bit. And Sure. Yeah. So Have you ever heard of the bike shop called Cars? No. C-A-R-S. That is somewhere that I would send you. It's on uh, County Road 10. Okay. For sure. Is so that by, like, Mermaid? I don't know if it's technically Fridley or where it is, yeah. but uh, okay. it's over in your neck of the woods. Yeah, I'll, and ch- I'll check it awesome, out. Awesome place. It's like everywhere else. You know, their, their floor looks a little different right now because of supply issues right. following COVID. But, um, yeah. Uh, I would awesome rather BMX there be place. yeah. I'd rather there be a light supply rather than fifty junk bikes on the floor that belong in Target. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, it's tough right now. Everybody's if you're not a huge bike shop, you you're getting shown no love right now, right? Because so, there is there is fuck all available for those people. Yeah. So yeah, I hear you. But yeah, so, go check out cars. I will for sure. So anyway, speaking of Joe Three, I'd like to bring up that we are brought to you by the Blooming Prairie RC Park. Uh, they were that's where Joe Three just got his first win a couple a week and a half ago, actually. All right. Yeah, I'm pumped about that. And um, sure. Yeah, they have a covered. I was wondering what the connection was there. Yeah, yeah. I, I bring it around, even though it's weak and hazy. I bring it around. <laughs> um, they have a covered driver's stand, electricity. They have they run my laps. They run the new my laps transponders and all that. Um, it's a great place to race. I went there for the first time in like a year, and the grip has gone up tremendously. So. Last year when I went there, it was fun. It was a blast. But I'm on M4, Super Soft, Black, Compound, all that stuff. This time, 
Um, I did not. I finally got tires in. It was my fault. I didn't have hard enough tires, and I melted them off my A scale. I thought blues would be hard enough. I'm like, no. I mean, there was enough grip out there. I could have been on aquas or even R2s. Cool. Yeah, no, they, they're bringing it around. I'm very, very happy. I can't wait to go to their um, cancer fundraiser race on September 11th. Yeah, well, so what was that like watching uh, Joe 3 get a win there? I was more nervous than him, and I was more happy than him when he won. <laughs> He's like, yeah, I won, got a big trophy. He slyly shit-talked me on the way home the whole time. <laughs> like, hey, we got the whole podium. You got second and third, because I took second in mini truggy and third in e-buggy. But he's like, okay. but I got first. <laughs> it's like, dang. So we took, uh, Senior and I took him to the one of the very few A&W root beer stands left somewhere in southern Minnesota. We just saw it on the way home. It's like, oh, we got to stop. So, yeah, it was cool. a great time. Great time. Uh, 3rd of July. How pumped up was Grandpa? He was pretty damn pumped up, too. Yeah. I, I think um, Joey's been more confident since, like, in overall life since he won that race. So I, I'm awesome. happy for him. This week. Very cool Very cool and convenient that it happened at our longtime sponsor. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, this week we're also brought to you by J.P. Painting. J.P. Painting, he does an excellent job on painting car bodies, obviously. Um, Look him up on Facebook at J.P. Painting or give him a call at 507-676-6022. And let me tell you, um, his most impressive work is on Kyle Quast's car right now. Oh, yeah, he's got a great-looking car. Yeah, he did an awesome job. I saw his uh, new bodies. He's like, I don't want to put them on. He's, he even want to get them dirty. They're so nice. Yep. Yeah, uh, very clean lines. Yes. You know, the, the stuff that, that we wish we had the patience for, but absolutely do not. Exactly. And skill. <laughs> there, there is some skill involved there, too. Oh, for sure. So uh, check out JP Painting on Facebook or give him a call at the number I uh, gave out. But, yeah, I'd like to thank our sponsors, and also we will have um, segments again. We're going to have segments a little bit today, Um, except Corey Hens will be joining us in a little bit to talk about his time at the Dakota Slideways Club. They had a big race last weekend uh, Ryan Lutz was there, Jared Tebow, Van Dalen, Jared Wiggins. It was a big race. Oh, wow. Yeah. I wish I could have got, you know, uh, the one of the owners, PM, he's like, are you coming? It's like, man, you, you let the flyer go a little too late, and I couldn't plan, but I'd love to. It looks like he's got an awesome track going and all that. So we'll talk to Corey about that. Um, But anyway, I'd like to kind of kick off tonight's show saying man we lost a great guy in the rc community rex welch um it was very unexpected he was out mountain biking with the kid and i don't know man something happened so 
the Minnesota R- the whole not just Minnesota cuz RW mods and his YouTube channel he really helped a lot of people out worldwide uh, oh, there's there's so many communities that will be affected by the loss of Rex you know yeah. going back to the BMX days and sure. like you said the dirt the dirt car racing days that he was into and now the god the the YouTube stuff just kept getting better and better right yes yeah, it is sad. Um, I'll tell you what, the past couple of years, I've had some of the best, cleanest battles with the guy. Um, mm-hmm. He didn't race much this past year because it's like kind of like Kendall wasn't really into it that much anymore, so Rex kind of backed off. But before that, yep. it's like, I want to say 2018, 2019 MNRC, we were just back and forth we're back and forth on the turf at dollar quite a bit just tight racing with the guy he's always up the the rc community was definitely way better to have him and he will be missed yep absolutely yeah i had a lot of fun more back in uh like 16 and 17 um i'd meet up with him in stock buggy and mod wheeler Yes. Uh, quite a bit at the 510. And, um, yeah. Yeah, I don't I don't have a bad word to say about Rex. Um, very sad that he's gone and, you know, left us way too early. And, um, yeah, sorry. Sorry to his wife and Kendall. And um, I believe there's some other children, too, that yeah. uh, he leaves behind. And they're going to be missing him. Very great. Very sure. good dude. Yeah. Yeah, it's, man, it sucks when we have to do this, but this one hurts worse than others. Yeah. Yeah, guy, he was so full of life. He right? was. Yeah. And, like, and it just tapped into, uh, you know, some new passions that he was, I, I don't know, he was, I don't, I don't even know how the guy ever worked because, you know, obviously, you know, he'd, he was a successful guy. He was able to raise a family and do all the things that he wanted to do. Him and his wife are out hiking, you know, every state park that nobody's ever heard of, you know, up and down the the state and the states right. surrounding and getting into drone racing and falling in love with bicycles. I was I was really excited for him and just everything that he had going on. Yeah. Um so I was reading up on it. Do you know with RW Mods, he did all of that work on his lunch break at work. <laughs> I know, I had no idea. Oh, I was reading uh, his wife, I forget her name, I apologize, but she posted something on RW Mods because A-holes have been getting vicious with, he's like, oh yeah, kind of like, it, it's too despicable and disgusting to say. What do you... Give me the gist of it. I don't understand. The gist is like, oh, he's backing out on X, Y, and Z. It's like, come on, man. You know. Or, you know, some people. And they're like, we're going to send back everything immediately. Um, He had engines and pieces at work and all that. And that's all getting shipped back. But that's what he did. A lot of his lunch break, he did his motor work. 
So he's always hustling. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's a shame. Anyway, um, should we get into notes or moto sheets before we give Corey a call? Yeah, we, uh, I mean, we touched on the fact that uh, your kid uh, finished up as got his first victory um how did your races go at blooming prairie a couple weeks ago mine went well and mini truggy i got beat by joey carlson i mean it's joey (laughs) um the kid is it's frustrating not not in a bad way not in a bad way don't take that wrong so the week before we were racing AstroTurf at Thunder Road on Outdoor. I'll talk about that in a minute because that was a blast. <laughs> um, he goes and wins 13-5 Wheeler. Beats some kid who's almost pro from Alabama. Beats Bowman. You know, beats the top guys. Just all, He's like, wow, I wasn't expecting that. The next week goes to, um, he goes to uh, Blooming Prairie. Beats me in mini truggy. Um, wins stadium truck on the baldest damn tires you've ever seen. It's like he gave himself an unnecessary challenge in stadium truck. Yeah, because he's it, an assassin from way back with a two-wheel drive stadium truck on dirt, though. Yeah, he is. I uh, saw him run some unbelievably clean, consistent races with, I believe, a 17.5 at um wheel brokers right you know up there in pine city back when they were still running and um yeah he's you know blowing the doors off of guys with mod motors and sure yep just doing it his way super clean real quick yep um i was marshalling his main i'm like god his truck is broken what is wrong and then it's like i was about to um let him try the sprinters that were on my mini truggy and I look at his tires, they're totally bald. I'm like, oh, that's why. <laughs> um, but anyways, yeah, um, in Mini Truggy, I battled like crazy with uh, one of the locals there, Tyler Peterson. We were literally jumping over each other the first half of the race. It was fun. Cool. Yeah. Um, th- and then in E-Buggy, Senior and I battled for third and fourth, and... Um, I qualified second behind Kyle Quast, two tenths behind him. Kyle's fast on that track, but I was pretty damn consistent. Um, but I ended up about a lap down in the main. I, like I said, I melted my tires because I didn't have a hard enough compound. And then I was going, just cleaning, cleaning up my car for the MNRC race. My rear diff exploded in the gearbox. Oh, wow. Yeah, so I had no rear diff action. I'm like, God, this thing's uncontrollably loose. Well, that's why. But not taking anything away from Tyler or um, Kyle. They both drove an awesome race. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, yeah, it was. we had a lot of fun there. Um, I can't wait to go back. I really can't. Um, the race day was clean. It was ran efficiently but not so damn fast to where you don't have time to work on your vehicles mm-hmm. so we were done by three thirty, four o'clock i mean perfect time yep 
Yeah, that's huge. We're we're always looking for that out of a race program. Yeah. You know, we don't need to be done at 2 o'clock unless there's rain coming. Wh- which, you know, Thunder Road the week prior, uh, Jeremy, their race director, got us out of there just in time before the skies opened up, which was awesome. So I ran e-buggy on the AstroTurf a few weeks ago for the first time. Okay. And it was different. It was so different. <laughs> In I what way? I sucked. Because it's, it's like AstroTurf. You can't overdrive or you're going to traction roll. And it's like driving on carpet and whatnot. I, um, I got so into it trying it that one time that I'm building separate front and rear clips for my e-buggy specifically for AstroTurf because it's going to be that much. I've been talking to um, Martin Owen from the Extra Lap RC podcast, and I've been talking to um, Wayne Price, just uh, another guy out of the UK. I believe it's Wayne Price. I don't know. <laughs> Sorry. if it, His name's Wayne. I believe it's Wayne Price. They've been um, helping me with um astroturf setup because they're both from the uk they're both used to racing a scales on astroturf okay so yeah i'm gonna have a separate separate front and rear clip ready to go for their next trophy race because i am i'm actually excited to run it it was fun ryan <laughs> you know what was most fun about uh, it what's that that my car wasn't filled with fine dirt at the end of every run. Sure. I I hate to be that guy, but it's like, man, this is nice. There's yep. just some fuzz on the rear shock tower. Yep, that's definitely part of the upside. Um, man, you just can't help yourself. You just keep building more and more cars. Oh, well... I made a decision to, I'm not doing no prep, but I'm going to do a 13.5 wheeler on the carpet. I know, I know. Put a handicap sticker on the, in the window. I know. I was just floating the idea around and I got an offer on a buggy that I couldn't refuse and it's like, got to do it. Oh, I don't have to do it. I want to do it. So, yeah, it's going to be that. But um, Thunder Road, the track is, dude, they built it right, you know. there's The layout was really good. The driver stand's awesome. There is, it was a great time. So, anyway... We're going to be, well, I'm going to be heading to um, FTR next week for the MNRC race. And they got, they got another race in, in the meantime, I think, since the last time we talked, didn't they? Yeah, I think um, for that one, I went to, I went to Thunder Road for, I don't remember. Oh, it was, so I looked at the radar. And it looked like rain was going to hit Foley and not Wait Park. So okay. I played the radar game, and I was wrong to do it. Right on. Because um, 
Alex Sturgeon and Will Brinton and um, Will's or Alex's kid came up. Emerson came up from Omaha. Oh, cool. I was wondering who that name was. Somebody that I had never seen before. Emerson Sturgeon in third place in Nitro Buggy A Main. Yeah, he's he's if he wants to be, he's gonna be a wheelman like his dad. But he's got his hands in a lot of things, as a kid should though. You know, you should, like when I was a kid, I didn't just RC raced. I raced BMX bikes and I don't know, fucked around with girls and I had a moped and video games, all that. It wasn't just RC racing when I was 15 years old. Sure. So, yeah. Anyway, um, they're, they're going to have a new layout this weekend. I'm kind of excited to see what that's going to turn out like. Is that finished yet or... I don't know. Um, I, Kyle made a post, and I go, I can't wait to see the layout. He's like, well, it's a lot like one of the 510 layouts, just bigger. I'm like, ooh, <laughs> that'll be fun. But, I mean, it's if it's a Van Dalen layout, you're going to have a sweeper double. I mean, that that's his signature. Everybody, Every track builder has a signature. Sean is going to have a sweeper double. Stuff and and something on there that looks like it's straight, but it's not. Yeah. In the <laughs> he way loves that shit. In the way back. Yeah, uh, I can't wait to see what he comes up with. It'll be great. It always yeah, is. Yeah, we're we're literally never disappointed. No, never. Um, I got tires while they were in stock for a very, very, very brief moment in time. Um. I got some blue and aqua reflexes, so hopefully that'll be good enough. But yeah, right I'm, I'm pumped. Uh, practice starts at 1 p.m. on Friday, goes till whenever Sean shuts it down, and then you know practices at 8 a.m. and then um, ra- racing usually starts around 10:30 a.m. Saturday. So, yeah. Sure. I don't know. Hopefully uh we get a good crowd for Sean. We got a good crowd last time. Yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure we'll especially especially with a brand new layout. I mean, everybody's always excited to to run on a brand new Sean track, so Right, right. Um what else do I got? Are we What's MNRC got going on this month? The MNRC? Yeah. We just got FTR this month. Oh really? The sec. Oh, is that what's going on, or is it one of his series races? No, it's FTR. Yeah. Yeah. Is, is that his his series race or an MNRC race? That's a MNRC. Oh, okay. All right. I was confused. Yeah, MNRC this week. You know, it just feels like we got done with the loose nuts, even though it was a month ago. Right. Yep. Um. Spe- oh, MMR. They're doing a. Friday point series. It's just for bragging rights, no trophies or nothing, but Andrew's back doing uh Friday night off road points. Cool. Yeah, that's pretty rad. Check it out. Check out MMR on Facebook, all that. Um Dollar Hobbies needs help with everything. 
They can't keep the hobby shop open. They can't run races, all that. I told them, hey, I'll race direct for you every once in a while. But I don't know, man. I, I'm kind of curious if somebody... Cause I, I never had any bad experiences with um, the owners of that place. But it's like every it's like somebody in that small group must have talked shit about me. Cause, okay. Well, the reason why, why do you think that? Cause I I'm, mean, they probably did. No, because I'm. Let's be honest. I'm one of the. Why do you think that? I'm one of the best race directors in the state, and every time I offer my help, no, we're good. But you're not good. You're not. I can help you. I can show you how to run a race pro program. I can show you how to announce races. I can show you how to get more, you know. But they ignore. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, I'll help you. You know, come up with the, let's say you want to race off-road um, opposite of the MNRC, you know, every two weeks after MNRC race or every other week in the winter time let me know i'll race direct for you i just can't do it every single week and right. i won't make you go broke i'll charge you per car not per hour i don't know it's just frustrating but they do need help everywhere so yeah contact dollar hobbies um, I'm surprised you're not throwing your hat in the ring to um, do any race directing. Mm, it'd be a good time for it because I, I have no ambition to race yeah. right now. But I don't know. Um, between doing fun stuff with the family and um, chasing, uh, in your day they called it the Red Line Cup, but now they call it the DK Gold Cup. Chasing Gold Cup qualifiers nice. and state qualifiers. Um, I've been getting back on the race bike on the weekends. I went up to Brainerd and uh, I had a Gold Cup qualifier on Saturday and a state qualifier on Sunday. So I had a cool. full weekend of BMX racing. How'd that go? It was good. Um, I got second all three laps on Saturday. It was a total points race. I don't know if you remember Yes. what that was like, but... For the people that don't race BMX, if, if there's only three people in your class that day, you end up racing all three rounds of racing, whereas, um, let's say, six or seven or more uh, show up, you're going to run your first qualifier, and a couple or a few of the racers in that race are going to bump right to the main right. from that qualifier, and then they don't have to run the second round and get themselves tired out, and you... You well, sit there and think, well, what's the big deal? You know, it's a 30-second race. You would be shocked at how much it takes out of you to do a full lap on a BMX trap track as hard as you can. Right. It I is crazy how much it takes out of you. When I finish a lap right now, because yep. I'm not in shape, I'm, right. I'm overweight and I'm not in shape right now, but um, I have the ability to go fast and the and the technique and everything so i push my body as hard as it can go to get through the lap because i did when i get on the bike i'm pretty competitive 
and I want to win. Okay. So when I finish a lap, my muscles, my leg muscles are locked up. Yep. Like solid after only 30 seconds of of going as hard as I can. But it is truly, I, there's nothing else I know of that makes you sprint like that. Like I play hockey. Yep. And I play it pretty regularly. And your shifts are anywhere from half a minute to a minute to 90 seconds. And you go pretty damn hard in a shift of hockey compared to most sports. Right. Because you're, get, you're getting that break. And, um, yeah, I just don't know anything else that I can compare it to. I never played football. So I don't know if football feels the way that bit. BMX feels. No. but BMX is harder. Yeah, it takes everything. Uh-huh. Anyway, I got second all day on Saturday. And then Sunday, one more guy showed up. So we had four. And that made made it so that we had qualifier motos. I and I won both my laps. I beat a guy uh, that I haven't beaten since I came back to racing in November. So this was the first time I was ever able to nice. to stay in front of him. Nice. So that was fun. Yes. Um, what I hated about the total points when I was a kid, because I was just a kid, I ain't get tired. Um, I think that'll be it. Is um, Jesus, um, I crashed a lot. <laughs> okay. So you know, I usually had two good ones in me, but if I had to do three, I was gonna crash somewhere in the middle, and that screwed my <laughs> points. Uh, yeah. I thought I, I thought I might have had one on Sunday. I um, it was was it in the main? Yeah, it was in the main event. Um. I was to the inside of this guy, and um, he usually beats me to the first corner, but I was able to stay even with him. Yep. So I had the preferred line going into the first turn. And so he was outside of me, but he had slowed up just enough to get behind my rear wheel and duck inside of me. And I stayed pretty damn low. In the It was a right-hand turn, and I stayed pretty low. I wasn't expecting him to be down there, and all of a sudden he was there. And he was coming up. And so I had to get it. You know, it was either I had to get out of the way or we were going to hit. Right. And right. so I used up all of the real estate that I have. I must have moved eight feet Ooh. over to my left. Yep. And, you know, completed the turn way on the outside. And actually, I was technically off the track. Really? It was as far wide as I got. And um, but I had. By doing that, I got a little bit more momentum, and I was able to stay ahead of him and, you know, complete the lap in front of him. So it's pretty good. That is cool. Hey, let's. Uh, I'm gonna pause this, and we'll give Corey a call quick, okay? Sure. All right. All right, we're back with Corey Hens from Paintworks RC and one of the committee members of the MNRC. How's it going tonight, Corey? Pretty good. How you doing, Joel? Pretty good. So, last weekend, you went to the Dakota Slideways race in Aberdeen, South Dakota. It looked like a great time. You know, Jared Tebow, um, Ryan Lutz, Jared Wiggins, Seth Van Dalen were all there. I mean, I know we're used to racing with Seth Van Dalen, but he's a legitimate pro now. So, uh... How was it? How was the track, the facility, all that stuff? So 
um, the facility is like brand new. I mean, they started working on it, uh, construction of the track late last summer. Yep. And this actually was their inaugural race. So um, a guy by the name of Jason Klink, Klinkner, yep. who's actually from Staples <clears throat> originally, he, it was his brainchild and and he uh i mean they did it right they they got a six-year lease on their property for free it's at the browns county fairgrounds and they've got huge community buy-in um they have this awesome driver stand and they didn't pay a dime for it it was all donations and that's nice yeah it's just i mean the community just rallied around this project and i think it's it's really cool yeah for sure um so I was also wondering, um, what are they going to do for racing after this? Because we heard about this race, but nothing after this. Well, you know, like anything that gets going, they really, their local following. So Dakota Slideways, I mean, the name says it all. They've they've got an oval kind of community, oval track. Yep. And I believe they have a hobby store that has an indoor um, kind of oval deal going on. So... Um, Jason's trying to, to create this following for his off-road facility, and, and there was some locals there. Um, the most notable, uh, Torian Mitchell, of course, lives right in Aberdeen, so he's like, man, oh. finally, I don't have to drive five hours. And, oh, yeah. And after, you know, after personally driving the trip there and back, dragging a trailer, I'm like, man, how does, <laughs> how does he do it? No kidding. Um, do, slightly off-topic question, so what what is your miles per gallon? Because I, I need this for future reference. What is your miles per gallon drop to when you hook up a trailer like that? Well, I have a 6.2 liter, and it's not great. I was getting about 10 miles to the gallon. Oof. I probably spent over $200 in fuel to go out there and back. Yeah, but the cost of hotel, you're still coming out ahead. Yep, true. Because... Yeah, you have uh, bunks in there, and it work, works out okay, seems to at least. Yeah, it's great. So I saw that, you know, I looked at qualifying, but I didn't look at any of the, at any of the main results. Did Caden uh, take home the trug, Truggy win? You know, it was it was his race. He had it in the bag, and, and you know, I didn't. It was uh, there was a lot of Minnesota guys, but uh, you and you know Ryan, you guys have always kind of helped me when I needed help and I needed somebody to put Caden down, and he had taken the TQ, which was, which was awesome, you know. To, and uh, I'm like, we got to find somebody, and he's running around, and you know people are busy, and he goes up to Ryan Lutz and says, "Hey, Ryan, will you put me down?" And he's like, "Sure." Yeah. Ryan set up, you know, TQ truck, didn't hesitate, put him down, and then. You know, hung out and watched the race, and unfortunately, um, he uh, he had a flame out. He was uh, leading the race or having a really good battle with uh, Sean Van Dalen, yep. and um, he had a flame out. And I I really, you know, we've had this problem with that motor before. And the night before, when I was clutching it, I could tell that the compression was way down, and I was we hadn't had a problem with practice or qualifying and i'm like well it's a gamble do i put in something totally different for a main or do i do we take the gamble so you know i gambled and we put that motor in and 
dang mm. it, he had a out of pit lane, you know, a couple corners flamed out, and that happened twice. And was it just you know, like an air bubble got in there after you fueled him? And... I, you know, I don't know. I think that the compression is low. He, you know, that I was telling him on the headset, you know, don't brake hard in these first corners. Try to just stay on some throttle, and you know, he's he's always on the dang throttle. So yeah. It, it uh, you know, it didn't work out for us, but, uh, you know, Sean and him were, I mean, they were battling so hard, they were kind of gapping the field, and, and even with two flameouts, he was able to salvage a second place, and it was, you know, I, I felt terrible, and he was, of course, angry, you know, but uh, it's the way it goes. We're putting in that other motor for uh, the MNRC race, and we'll... Are you Move going forward from there? Are you going back to the um, Novarossi Adam Drake? Uh, no, I've got a a brand new black edition Novarossi, which is okay. the Adam Drake after it was no longer branded an Adam Drake. Right, right. So it's a it's a good motor, and you know we've got them. We might as well use them up. So sure, I remember those motors being pretty rock solid for you guys. So. Yeah. They have been. They've been really good. You know, um, we're we're kind of exploring other avenues. Um, Alan, Alex running the uh, um, Alpha Dragon. You know, testing those out. And yep. um, we're actually this weekend. Caden's going to be running a Maxi Cinco. Okay. Um, thank you to uh, Sean Van Dalen. So we're going to test that out. And we've got some Performa engines. And you know, worse not worst case but we also have the option to go to uh um os so yeah so you got a ton to play with yeah i mean you know so now is the time to kind of play around and figure that out you know novarasi is it looks like nothing is going to happen there so no it was supposed to come to the united states and then it just kind of fizzled out yeah it's unfortunate they really had a a great market for the budget you know for the entry guys that because their motors are easy to tune, you know, they're great for those guys that are just trying to get into it and don't want to spend a whole bunch of money. I mean, right. they really had a, a niche market for that. Plus, they had their high-performance stuff. But yeah. uh, Greg Dagani's still winning with that cheap SH engine. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Um, we ran we ran those, too. I mean, Dynamite was made by SH. And okay. They, they are good, but... You know, it was when we went to the Novarossi's, it was a noticeable performance difference. Sure, so. sure. So, um, how did the weekend go for the rest of you guys? Um, it was, uh, you know, I couldn't be prouder. Uh, the boys ran outstanding. I mean, they both qualified into the A. So, when you talk about, you know, the four pros, um, there was only uh, 10, you know, there's 10 positions qualified and they bumped two. Okay. So there was there was six spots left uh, up for grabs theoretically, you know, and uh, in one of the rounds, um, Alec actually went fifth in the round, so he was he was right behind the the top guys, and it was like, holy cow, where did that come from? Because he he was just on a mission, you know, to to do something, and it was it was pretty awesome. I mean, it was it was I was so proud. So. I actually ran e-buggy too, but I could have care le- cared less yeah, about that. Exactly. But. You know, before you came on, I was talking to Ryan. Joe three got his first win. I, I could care less about the rest of my day once that happened. 
You know? Yeah, it's it's a it's a whole different kind of fun, and they don't get it. You know, they're like, you got to race more. You know, I'm like, dude, I'm I'm having the time of my life. You know, I, I'm I'm having fun. Exactly. So, <laughs> so anyway, um, yeah, that's awesome. So, how was the track on tire? Because I've seen pictures, I've seen all the track itself looks great, but pitchers can either be deceiving or not even tell the whole picture like the track could be way better than the pitcher's show yeah it was kind of um it's hard to say but i can tell you that uh friday practice it was cloudy in fact we hit some rain showers going out there and the temperature was i'd say it was probably like 76 or something like that and they had watered the track so the tire wear and was pretty minimal and we were choosing things like uh you know sweep whips which is a taller kind of it's like a fugitive but maybe even a little blockier almost so, closer to a blockade or maybe um so j concepts now makes uh blockers which is like a reflex but a bigger pin that's yeah 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 exactly so that's that's kind of what we're running and we kind of had figured what we were going to start with but then you know the rain came and that changed everything they they had the uh track was pretty pretty flooded and they went and got sawdust and of course you know they had the expert there sean van dalen out there doing his huckleberry finn impression yeah putting sawdust down mopping that guy's amazing sometimes he just is always in the the mix but uh they they rain delayed for I think we didn't get started till one o'clock, and uh, we kind of stayed on the the big ping tires because it wasn't wasn't that dry. But it didn't take long for that to change completely, and we went from those to you know smaller pins to hard compounds by the end of qualifying. Yeah. And uh, Sunday it was, I mean, it was bricked up, and their their clay is is kind of interesting. It's it's uh, almost has like ash in it it's kind of gray it's just a a different little bit different clay totally different than uh van dalen's track uh, full throttle but okay uh, okay so it, it took a little bit of adapting you know but um it was it was fun well that's good um yeah ryan do you have any uh questions for Corey about the um race at all or well i mean I guess I want to know why he had to be so modest. Corey, you won your class. Give yourself a little credit. Let, tell us about your race. Well, I, I'm not really a, an e-buggy racer. You know, I kind of hate the class. I'm nitro's the glory, some would say. And I, I'm kind of a dirt. You know, I'm not a sprinter, right? I'm in it for consistency, and I'm a long-run racer. Mm-hmm. That's bottom line. But uh, So I got the, because they had a 40-plus, they had an old man class. I thought, well, that'll keep me out of the way of the boys for sure. And uh, so I ran that, got the e-buggy kind of out of the mothballs and um, put actually put a uh, nitro buggy diff set up in it. Yep. And um, it, was, it was so good. I mean, the car, I've never driven my e-buggy and have, have it handle so well. It was easy oh, to drive. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. yeah, it was really fun. And I'm like, man, it. Maybe I do like e-buggy, so... Um, <laughs> well, it's that... You know, I'm running yeah. the same diffs in both my nitro and e-buggy. You know, I might there might be some shock oil discrepancy depending, 
But actually, since I got the shorty pack that's about 100 grams lighter than the regular pack, I'm running the same everything. I mean, these days you can really, you know, everything translates. Well, it was, you know, I think it's kind of a, it's kind of deceptive because in the past I would have said that people say, well, you got to run thicker oils in your center diff and your front diff to, in a e, you know, an e-buggy because of the, the torque, right? Yeah. So when I did that, it's like, well, okay, it, you know, I can't get the car to turn unless I'm hard on the throttle and then the front end's pulling the car through. And that's always how my car had kind of felt. And I'm like, this, I don't like it. So, right. I mean, now it was like I could roll through the corners and uh, it was just a whole different car. So, but uh, the guy I was racing, um, primarily uh, Rob Isaac, who is actually the promoter for the USRC and travels to these races. He And he's uh, W. He, WRC team manager. Sorry, I'd add that. Oh, it, oh, is he? I didn't know that. I believe so. Yes, just announced. Just announced. Okay. Okay. Well, he uh, um, he out qualified me, and and uh, you know, of course, I go back to the pit trailer, and my boys are experts on what I'm doing wrong. Yep. And uh, they, you know, I kind of told him, told Alec what the car was doing, and we made some changes, and you know, by the second a main i had lapped uh rob isaac so i mean i just got comfortable with the car and i was just my lap times would have put me in middle of the b main and e buggy i was just i was loving it you know and i was i was i had no pressure i was so relaxed which is probably part of it exactly that that is always nice um who was uh race directing out there well it was kind of a a combo platter they had a uh, jason Klinkner, the track um, proprietor, he yep. did some of the announcing, and actually, Joey, um, Joey did some of the announcing. Fitzsimmons. So, yep. Okay. And Rob Isaac did some announcing. So they they kind of just it was it was so casual, and you know I don't I want to be politically correct, but you know when a track is brand new like that and they bite off a big race like this um they did you know there were some growing pains and and everybody was so casual about it and making adjustments to the program and and uh you know i think that they walked away from this race with a lot of knowledge on how to how to run their next race yeah, but well, uh that's good yeah there was um some schedule confusion and whatnot i bet they'll have that nailed down you know i i you know it that's the thing. If you put a schedule out, it, it's hard to stay by it. And being a race director, when I race directed for the MNRC, if I wanted to start a race program 10 minutes ahead or, God forbid, five minutes late, oh, I would catch all kinds of hell for just that little bit. You know what I mean? Yeah. And wasn't yep. there um, some differences in practice and all that? and well, the the biggest so I I wanted to plan my travel plans right. So I actually reached reached out and the original thing I got was you know it's control practice six to ten on Friday and then eight to ten on Saturday and eight to ten on Sunday. That was their schedule. Yep. So I'm like, well, okay, we don't have to get on the road too early because you know we'll have time to set up and relax before we can even get on the track. 
being a five-hour drive for us. And then all of a sudden, it's like, well, the track's going to open at noon. And I'm like, well, that's six hours. Okay. You know, maybe we would have went Thursday night, but uh, we ended up, you know, driving out there uh, Friday morning, and we got there about one o'clock, and uh, there was plenty of time for practice. The, the, you know, the racer counts just weren't there yet. So. Right, right, right. Yeah, I looked. The entries were just over a hundred. I think. Um, I think that they're gonna keep growing, and hopefully grow local presence you know because yeah. that, that's the thing it's like besides torian and jason they're i don't know how far from sioux falls is it i know there's a few guys that live in sioux falls that probably wouldn't mind it i i'm not completely sure so yeah what about the people that used to race in pingree north dakota is it anywhere near there uh, uh it's. I think it's a pretty good jaunt for them, probably. Okay. Yeah. There um, was the owner or the proprietor of Jamestown came down, and I think he said he even had a three-hour drive. Yeah. Um, three hours, yeah, it's far, but it's not terrible. We've all done a lot worse. No, for them, they can get on 29 and speed limit 80. If you're in a car, you get there in no time. Oh, right, right. Um, yeah, is there anything, any other notice, notables? Is Ryan Lutz really as good of a guy as he? I've never met the guy. I've never crossed paths with him. Like, even all the, I've never been, I did a little announcing at one of Mike Fisk's race, but I've never talked to Ryan Lutz. You know, Ryan, he's so receptive and so approachable. Um, you know, I, the, the one thing I had one complaint and it was they had put nitro buggy and nitro truggy back to back. Okay. And you know, my boys are racing and both I'm like, I go up and I said, you know that you've got all these, you've got these other classes. Can't we put a filler in there or do something? And, you know, and, and Ryan was listening and he had kind of helped set up the race program. And he goes, well, we're, then we're going to have marshalling problems. And I said, well, I'm, I'm, my boys aren't going to be able to marshal and I don't know, you know, it's, it's so, it's so hard to find someone to marshal. And, uh, I just walked away and I'm like, okay, we'll deal with it. And it wasn't much longer after that when, uh, Ryan was on the mic and he goes, Hey, we're going to take a 15 to 20 minute break between these two classes, just like that. And I'm like, nice, sweet. Yeah. Yeah. And, and honestly, you know, Ryan, he was out there marshalling, Every time you turned around, you would, when they called for volunteers, Ryan jumped up and helped Marshall. And yeah, you know, not not only Ryan, but uh, you know, Jared and uh, Jared Tebow and Wiggins, and of course Seth is always approachable. But they're they're super. You know, they they helped out the locals and and uh, the Minnesota posse and and everybody. It was just a great time. And and you know, I think you know what you said about the locals and developing a, a following. They sure got to see what racing really can be because those guys were something to see in person right for sure um yeah it looked like ryan did actually fairly well because usually you know wiggins and van dalen and all them get have been getting over on them this year but it looks like uh lutz got over on them and tebow took the win um for both the classes he ran but you know yeah i think 
I think Tebow was perfect, meaning he TQ'd both classes and led every lap. So, God, you, um, you know what it is. Comp- <laughs> you know what it is, and what? I hate to say it. He went back to KO, and I bet that's all the difference in the world for him. Yeah, his radio was really goofy looking. Oh yeah. But uh... <laughs> I always used to think that about who was it? was it Kyle Holmberg that had KO for a while. Well, he had this. He had the the KO Propo Urus, but as a Helios chassis, that was the most comfortable uh, radio chassis, in my opinion, that has ever been made. But they didn't keep up with the um, electronics with it. So Kyle eventually had to go, well, he still has an Airtronics M12. I'm like, dude, why don't you get an M17? It's like that's the one thing in his race program that he's kind of like, eh, I don't need it. So, yeah. Well, it's kind of, I mean, it looks kind of bulky. If there was ever a radio that needed a neck strap, it's that thing. But Yeah, uh, for sure. Um but yeah, radio makes a difference. It can help or hurt you. Like, I hate to be a jerk about, but we've Ryan and I have steered so many people away from Spectrum. Ryan, I don't know if you've been personally thanked for it, but I have. <laughs> <laughs> well, I thank myself. Oh, because well, we've been know. there. We both had yeah. Spectrum, and we both know the good feeling of getting away from it. Yeah, well, I, I used to, sorry, I yep. used to run another brand too, and I went to Futaba, and now I find myself turning stuff down. Yeah, exactly. You know, because it's the cars are too responsive. It's yep. like, well, I never had that problem before. Yeah. Oh, yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, that's about um, all I got. Do you want to stick around for questions at all? Sure. All right. Uh, should we get into this, Ryan? Or do you got yeah. anything else? Yeah, no, we're good. Let's hit the questions. All right, let me get to the screenshots. And let me get to my notes to make sure I don't have any. The only other, you know, there's one note I didn't hit that is kind of sad. Dude, did you check out the entries for the ENATs? Yeah, I saw that. Wow. 22 entries. Ooh. Five-day race program for 22 entries. Oh man! At what point do you? I can cancel you put yourself it. in in their shoes, Corey. Do you just pull the plug? <laughs> right? Can you imagine the uh, commitments financially they have? Oh man, brutal! It is. Yeah. You know they they put the enats on the coast before. The only place where it's kind of been successful, and it wasn't even really successful, but the most successful it's been was at the Hobbyplex. They might have broken 100 entries. If not, it was close. But, yeah, man. man. <laughs> wow. I mean, that's beyond brutal. Won't talk about person wanting for okay there we go here's the first question jeremiah lucas savitz is running the wondering the pros and cons to emulsion versus bladder shock caps and where to use them i don't Corey, have you been using the bladders this year on your guys's buggies 
Uh, yeah, and the B3.2 is we're running the, the bladders. Um, and the truggies, we're still running emulsion. Yeah, so I've been running the bladders also. And they're smooth and they're cushy. Um, they land better off of jumps for sure. Yeah, I, I would say that they provide more pack. Yep. So you run up. God, I forget. I forget. You. Run, I think you just run like two and a half lighter than you would emulsion shocks. Is that the way that goes, or is it stiffer? Uh, it, no, you would run lighter. Lighter, yeah. You run two and a half weight lighter. Um, the one thing I have been lacking with the bladder, which I might mess with it this weekend at FTR, is I'm missing that in-the-corner grip. It, like, the car doesn't dig in nearly as hard with the bladder caps as it does the emulsion. I'm kind of, I'm kind of wondering if it's worth losing. Well, you'd lose a lot, especially with the buggy. You'd lose a lot with jumping, going from bladder to emulsion, but you'd gain a ton in the corners, I think. That's one but, of those catch 22s. What do you gain? What do you lose? Right. Well, you know, going to FTR, there's going to be big jumps. Yeah, you're right. And, you know, running the proper tires. Yeah, you know, I might not try it at FTR. We'll see. But, yeah, I mean, it, also, so, 10-scale two-wheel, do they even make a... Because that's what he normally runs. He's been running at Thunder Road on um, the AstroTurf Outdoor Track. Do they make bladder caps for the team associated stuff i don't think they do uh, not ae yeah i mean there might be something aftermarket but not that i'm aware of yeah yeah you know i i would say just with 10 scale stick with emulsion a scale buggy well he's got the same a scale buggy as uh joe three he uh picked up an eb Four point three techno, whatever it is. Um, so he has bladders in those. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's kind of it's a feel thing, you know. Alex running MIP pistons and bladders, and Caden's running tapered pistons, AE tapered pistons and bladders, and you know they don't like each other's cars. So yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, the best set car. Well, I had a point. I'm kind of wondering if um, I have an old setup from a point one from a couple of years ago. I wonder if that would because the car is basically the same. You know, the geometry is basically the same except for the rear pivot. I wonder if the old setup would work in the point twos. That that might also be something to mess with for myself. Um, yeah. I, I can tell you that we went to, like, um, HB Yellow Springs in the back. Oh, and I did, we, too. We, did you add, like, uh, the wider hexes on the back as well? I think so. Okay. I've done so much to those cars, I, it's hard to remember. Yeah. That was one of the big changes that helps lock in the rear end. Okay, okay. Uh, Marco Vero is wondering, are you guys going to be on Spotify? Can't find it. Well, Marco, like I said on the post, I'm going to be working on it. Um, Spotify is weird. So, it, dumb tech talk, 
but I have a different company I go through for my MMA podcast, and that is supposed to go directly on Spotify immediately. And it took a year and a half for it to go on to Spotify. It was on all the other podcast platforms, but Spotify can be weird. So, yeah. Um, interview suggestion. Well, oh, Jeremy Oldham. Does hot sauce in the shocks really help? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but what's that all about? Dave LaRue was dumping hot sauce in his shocks. Put a drop in each. <laughs> Oh, what a character. Uh, he is. <laughs> I got a story that... about something similar. Um, this guy, Ross Duvall, used to race RC cars. I went to school with him throughout, you know, high, high school. And he thought it'd be a wonderful idea to put dish soap in his shocks. Ooh. Not only that, he had this weird, he had that weird um, Predator car with the shocks inboard and laying flat. Everything he did had to be different than everybody else. And he dumped some on the floor, or he might have dumped a shock out on the floor, and his mom slipped and broke her back because of the kid. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) Wow. Yeah. And, of course, it didn't work at all. Oh, good grief. Talk about worst-case scenario. I got another story that's just... It's a little dark for the, but yeah, let's just say that whole kid's RC career was worst case scenario. <laughs> yeah, we know a few of them. Yeah. Um, God bless them for continuing to show up. Yeah. The guys that almost never get through a race day without having problems. <laughs> that is some real tenacity. But it was all self-inflicted. Yep, usually is. Like he'd come to school. Man, I got this idea for a diff crease. Ross, no. Ross. (laughs) (laughs) No, man, it'll work. No, it won't. (laughs) It it was literally that every single day. Um, Have you done. Was he forced to nickel and dime it? Was that the the genesis of his. uh, It's kind of like a MacGyver RC racer. Yeah, but no, he's. Spoiled is all get out. Okay. He was looking for that weird edge that made him faster than everybody else. Okay. Dish soap. Yeah. Have you ever done anything weird in your shocks, Corey? No. No. I mean. Nope. I've done, like, in on-road cars, I've put modeling clay in diffs to lock them up, but that's about (laughs) as weird as you get. Cause you know, I remember Ross, you know, speaking of Ross, he uh, he was one of the first to get an eight-scale buggy and bring it to Northwoods Hobby. Yes. In, in Brainerd. And uh, if you don't know what that track is like, that track was carved on the side of a of a, a hill, and yeah. it was woods all around it. Yep. And I remember he had a runaway, and his car took off at the bottom of the hill, took off, and started up the other side of the hill in the woods, you know, leaves flying. And I mean, it was just, it was hilarious. Yeah. You know, I, I miss that track. That was fun. Ross was the very first guy I ever pitted for, and that was at Northwoods. And I didn't realize it, but it's like, so on the start, he's sitting there death revving his car. <laughs> and I, 
I put it down and it just stops and I couldn't get it going again and he popped his motor. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Yeah, well, the equipment wasn't as reliable back then. And then you add in um, funny ideas. Yep. So, um, John Bolton, he finally got to do some racing two weeks ago. And again, yesterday, fun times. What are the chances of the world's happening in the next year um, with the push of the new variant of the coronavirus? <sighs> They're just going to keep going through the, the Greek alphabet until they finally scare us all. <laughs> well, that's a tough one. Because um, it doesn't matter what we think and it doesn't matter what we let happen. Um not to be Mr. Conspiracy Guy, but the three countries that didn't allow the vaccine, their presidents ended up dead promptly after. <laughs> promptly. There, that's not that. That's more than a coincidence. There's something at play, to where. I don't know, man. When will Europe be able to move freely about the world? Because I think Asia's good to go aren't they from what i've heard i don't know man we i think i think all normies reasonable people um we all thought we'd be there by now you know we figured the well the really nastiness of the virus and and who it who it went after and the types of people it affected the most oh, yeah we figured would kind of be through that by now yeah yeah yep um i hope so i really hope so we need a world we need a world yeah you're <laughs> you right want to look like further down the line you're right <laughs> but you know what it's hard for me to look past what's in front of my nose in these situations um yeah i man it's gotta happen for 2022 it really does um, RCGP was canceled just because of the European. Oh, I miss RCGP. Episode three of Driven's coming out soon for normies here pretty quick. Um, <laughs> is that all they've gotten to? Yeah. Is okay. They only did the two episodes. Yeah. What was that like last year? Yeah, uh, months. Okay. It's like six month gap between them because the guy's doing the editing in between other projects, and sure. he's also a perfectionist. So. I mean, we're getting very quality content for free on yeah. YouTube, but it just takes a while. Their stuff is so good. I they, know. they got to get back to racing. I know. And right now, I think Canada and Europe are still locked down while the rest of the world is just moving just fine. We're well, really lucky regionally to have you in, in your video exploits, Exactly, Corey. Corey. <laughs> we, well... We, we Thanks. enjoy it's, it. It's kind of it turned into something just to create memories for my family, which it ab absolutely does, but I'm glad that uh, other people enjoy it. Oh, yeah. We enjoy the heck out of it. it. Nobody nobody else ever takes the time, right? Because you do. it does take a lot of your spare time up. you you got to put the work in in order to get, you know, you you got to go through so much raw footage to get right. A decent product and uh yeah thank you very much for doing that because it sure 
it it's a it's a really good time to look back on the weekend that was. Yeah. Um, since you brought that up, Ryan, I, I am working on a uh, Dakota Slideways video, so people will get a glimpse of that facility and you know what went on there. So that's awesome. awesome. Yeah. What's the name of your YouTube page, Corey? Uh, it's just Paintworks Racing. W E R K S. W E R K S. Yep. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I enjoy it. You got some uh, really good shots of Senior and I battling at uh, Loose Nuts. Okay. So that was that. Uh, I I always appreciate because it's like, man, I out qualified Senior, but we were in the same qualifier, and we were. He started before me. I started after. He started one spot before me, and is just like two or three laps where we were doing the cat and mouse deal. Until I could finally get by him. It was pretty fun. Um, yeah, anyway. Yeah, so he was wondering. Ooh, we got some tough questions from uh, Jeff Choban. He's saying, uh, it's been so long since I've raced. I think I'm losing interest in it. How do I reignite the fire? I want to be excited for on-road season this fall. Only game in town if you're an on-road guy is MMR. You gotta go to MMR. Um, his home track is Dollar Hobbies, and before you got on, Corey, um, we were talking about how they are looking for help right now because they have nobody to run the races, they have nobody to run the hobby shop, all that stuff. The hobby shop's only open a couple days a week right now, so. Wow. Yeah, they're struggling to find employees, which everybody is, not just them. Brothers, the brothers might have to dip down into their pocket a little bit if they uh, want to make that happen there. I mean, it's it's a big commitment for somebody to to put in a forty hour week at a hobby shop. Yeah, for what we would all probably assume is. You know, not a professional salary. No. So it's it's got to be the right person, right? It's got to be a guy that's young enough or a guy or, you know, guy, girl, whatever. Person that's old enough, person that's young enough, person that is maybe they're, you know, maybe they're uh, financially free. Sure. And just available to do something like that. It It has to be that fit, right? Yep. No, it's got to right. be hard to find. You know who would be good to work there? Fritz. Yeah. Fritz doesn't Fritz doesn't have a job anymore. He's independently fine. Fritz would be great at working at Dollar Hobbies, I think. Look, there see, I found him an we're employee. Call, we're calling you out, Fritz. Come on, Fritz. <laughs> He's uh, our, for for not, you know, for being independently wealthy and not having a, you know, I don't know what he does during his day, but he seems to be very busy. Yeah. Well, the thing about he it seems is, to fill his time. So he's very Ray Cook-like. Uh, you don't know Ray Cook, Ryan, but Corey knows Ray I do Cook. not. Yep. So most people remember Ray Cook as one of the owners of um, TCHR. But before... Yeah, Twin City Hobby and Raceway. Used to be Midwest Hobby. He Before that, though, 
and I feel like one of the biggest a-holes in the world because this guy named Doug Ringwald was going to close up shop and I spent because I used to race Tuesday nights with Ray stock truck and I used I begged him for months to buy it but he was the nicest guy in the world like um, Fritz very nice genuinely giving all that he bought into that track with a bunch of other guys and everybody got into each other's face got cutthroat and it just destroyed the person ray once was Hmm. yeah it was it was kind of a shame i don't know i'm Uh, sitting over here not shocked that one of your decisions ruined somebody's life. I know. <laughs> but you know what? It did, but it didn't. Because guess what? The way you pronounce what? his name isn't Cook. That was just him. It's Coke. L- okay. Let let that sink in a little bit. Yep, I gotcha. He's richer than rich. and He's got more money than God. You wouldn't know yep, it. That's, you... a, that's a good last name to have. Yeah. <laughs> A very, very good last name. You wouldn't know it by the... I mean, he lived in a nice house, but it wasn't anything spectacular. He drove a used beater around. You would never know it, but man, that guy. (laughs) I I heard some things from some very reputable people. Yeah, he doesn't have to worry about nothing. (laughs) Good for him. Exactly. Yeah, he worked at um, the Hobby Town in Brooklyn Park until the day it closed, and then he just disappeared. Hmm. So, anyway, but yeah, um, would you say to re? Sorry, that we're way away from that question. Would you say to reignite Jeff's fire for racing would be just go race at MMR on a Wednesday? Mm, I mean, you could try it. Um. I feel like I, I feel like I know Jeff pretty well. Um, we're, yeah, we are going through a little bit of a lull right now at uh, Dollar Hobbies. I don't know, maybe maybe once uh, the weather turns, you know, starts cooling down. It's raining all the time. There's snowflakes. Um, he and myself and uh, Swifty and maybe some other people get out there and run a bunch of laps and have fun with our touring cars and, you know, kind of light that spark again. But, um, I also, I wouldn't be shocked if, you know, he took some time off. That dude has his hands full right now. Yep. Yep. They're going to need to buy a a bus (laughs) here pretty quick. Oh man. (laughs) Bless him, man. Cause having a huge family like that. Oof. Yeah. No, Good for them. For You'd some, love to see it. For some people, they're like they can't imagine not having a ton of kids. And for me, it's yeah. like, ooh. Yeah, know. we need we need guys like Jeff out yep. there, though. Yep. yep, for sure. I mean, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, I think that's. I have no idea, Jeff. I I don't know what to do either. I just I can't even begin to get excited right now when I'm looking at my cars. I'm looking at a bunch of them. Right now. I told you what I'm excited for, and you kind of laughed at me, was 
a scale on the AstroTurf, uh, not this weekend, but the weekend after. Did I? I don't think I laughed at you about that. No. Oh no, I laughed at you because the e bug or the thirteen five It hasn't been long enough to where you told me that you need to do this on a budget and blah 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 blah, and then all of a sudden you've got three or four more cars since yeah. then. You're picking up new genres <laughs> and. And I, I totally get it because we, we go through those peaks and valleys, right? Yep. To be fair, oh, though, I'm going to sell all this stuff. And then, you know, little by little, you just keep acquiring them. To be fair, I had a point one sitting around that I'm going to build the front and rear clip for for AstroTurf. Okay. I'm going to put the point two arms on. I have point two arms and I have the C and D block, the old, the good C and D block, the old one. So. Um, Go is ahead. that event? Um, it's after the MNRC event. Yes. Following, so it's they're going to conflict with Sean's race. I don't know. No. So I've heard that they're going to possibly move it. Oh. I've heard, but I haven't seen. N- not that you c- can schedule around every race. This is the yeah. absolute symptom of there's too many offerings right now. You know, we're at the. Right. Uh, we're going up the hill on the roller coaster, and I think something's going to break eventually here. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully, um, hopefully they um, change it because they conflicted last time too, which was kind of a bummer. Um, right. Because yeah, last FTR race I went to, uh, I went to um, Thunder Road because. It's weird. It's 20 minutes away from Waite Park, but forecast was looking better for Thunder Road than it was with uh, Foley. So, yeah, I decided to go to Thunder Road, but, you know, I am glad I did. I enjoyed it. Um, We got one more question from Jeff, and that should wrap her up. We're going to toss some questions at Corey. We're going to keep him on the line just a little bit longer. (laughs) Sounds good. Jeff's wondering, your thoughts on tracks operated as a club versus a business? Well, that's a tough one. Operate as a club, too many chiefs. Operate as a business, a smart businessman's going to see this as a BS option and shut the track down immediately. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it's tough. It takes so many people that are willing to give their time to make this whole thing happen. Because yeah. in the grand scheme of things, um, yeah, the equipment and all that stuff is pretty expensive. The racing itself, if you compare it to other types of you know, vehicle racing that exists in the world, RC is pretty cheap. Yes. For once you get to the track and then you pay your entry fees, those entry fees are a lot cheaper a lot cheaper than a lot of different types of racing that are out there. Right. So, Corey, you've ran at, I don't know if you helped run the track at Northwoods, but I know there were clubs up in Brainerd, I believe, that you were a part of. Um, what are the contrasts there? Well, I think you almost have to have a, a club. If you don't have a brick and mortar to start with, which we didn't, um, you need a club. You need people to get involved, and sure. and you need that revenue from those people to to build up. Because there's expenses, right? I mean, right. if you want to buy a MyLap system, you 
you're in three to four grand, you know, right off so, the bat. And how does it, how do you, how do you get that going? Yeah, I, I did the math just to build the track itself with the driver's stand, electricity, and all that o- other stuff. You're looking at minimum of a, of 15 grand if you're going to do a whole big permanent setup. Which, it's not a lot of money to some people, but it's all the money in the world to others. So. Well, you know, there's, so there's different ways to look at going after it. I mean, I think Jason Klinkner, um, Dakota Slideways, he's the absolute model of how do we make this happen and and get the community to to pay for it. Because I think their club, um, costs are like zero i mean they've they got huge donations from um companies and uh like the fairgrounds you know they're yep they offered the property i mean that he's the model i mean if you and it takes somebody who's going to be has a passion and ambition to to achieve something like that and he obviously he does and then to take it to the next step, he contacts USRC and says, "Hey, bring some pros out for my very first race." That is awesome. I mean, there's there's a guy who's a mo- model for that. I mean, if you've got a brick and mortar, uh, you get them to buy the my lap system, and yes, I still think you need you know some kind of club because you need bodies to to maintain and build the track. Yeah, the like I said though, the only issue with the club is like. Let's say you have an idea that you know would work and you know you could try it and it'd be successful immediately, but you got to go through 25 other people to get their vote and you're going to receive all the resistance in the world. Yeah, that, that's the only other, that's the only real negative about a club. It's like, it's hard to get things moving along sometimes. Sure. Yep. So, anyway, yeah, that's the only other question we've had, and that's it for questions. So It is not it. I okay. Ryan has questions. <laughs> Ryan has questions. Uh, I'd, I'd be remiss if, if we didn't do this. It's, it's, it's kind of cliche as far as RC goes, but, um, Corey, you're, you're a pillar of our community in this region, and I just want to know, I want to know your RC story. I want to know why you got into it, how you got into it, what you were doing, and, and just take us through, you know, in, in as little or as much detail as you want and take us up to, you know, getting married and having children and, and doing it that way. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, I, I kind of, Joe knows this story a little bit. So a little bit. When, when I graduated high school and got this influx of cash, right, and I've always... When I was growing up, I always had an interest in RC planes or something like that, RC car, you know, and back in the day, the the ones that I would get for Christmas, you'd hit the button and they'd, well, they'd go straight and then you hit the button and they'd back up and turn and then you could let it go and it'd go straight again. And that was my art, first RC car kind of experience. Right <laughs> but uh, so when I had this grad money, I went out and bought a Tamiya Falcon yeah. and at the time, there really wasn't, you know, any racing in the area. I was just going to be a hobbyist, and and lo and behold, after I bought that car, they're building 
I don't know, that summer, Radio Raceland started to construct a facility right at Sportland Corners, um, which is north of Brainerd, right by Nisswa, kind of. Yep, sure. So they built this track and nobody really knew anything and um i was i grew up on video games so i had these reflexes and i started winning races right off the bat with this tamaya car and i thought it was i thought it was the thing man i had the car and and then i started to get introduced to you know out of towners would come and they'd bring real cars like rc10s and ultimas and and uh you know so then I, I kind of started to grow up, but that's kind of where I started with Tamaya Falcon. and um, So it, it was, was, sorry to interrupt, but it was one yep. of your races that Senior debuted one of the first RC-10Ts. In the, Senior was one of a couple guys to get an RC-10T in the state, and he debuted it at your race. At, was it in your parents' yard? No, that was uh, in another guy's yard, but I remember that. Um, my brother and I, my, my brother raced at the time, and we had converted RC10s, you know, to these trucks. And yep. he had that uh, low CT, and we're like, oh, boy, because it had a lower center of gravity. I mean, it was purpose-built, and it was not to mention that senior could wheel. Yes. So uh, I think he won that race. Yeah. I, I just I remember there's there's a picture of you handing me some award and I have a giant <laughs> mullet with racing stripes in the side of my head. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's so Corey the the outer towners show up, you see the the R C ten and what a real race vehicle is. Where where does it go from there? So um I kinda got involved in keeping the track going and eventually radio race line closed down so there was a handful of us and we kept building tracks at different sites looking you know looking for property that people would allow us to use we even built a track inside of a hockey rink at one point and uh, you know just kept rc going and brainerd and then uh northwood hobbies came along and and then we had you know a brick and mortar store in town which boosted you know the interest because people would come in and he you know we started racing in parking lots doing on-road stuff right out in the public so people would drive by and they'd stop i mean that that's what really generated numbers for us so and somewhere along the lines um i i met my wife and she she tolerated it still tolerates yeah. it so um i love her for that and uh and we actually got married and you know, I had a couple kids, so there was a there was a time when you know I'd sneak out, put the kids down for a nap, and I'd sneak over to Northwoods Hobby. I got in trouble more than once trying to get out to the racetrack <laughs> when I probably should have been changing diapers. But right, so yeah, you, it's. <laughs> I hate to interrupt again, but did you ever try to get your daughter into racing, and did or did she just not receive it at all? Uh, I did actually. I built her a car. Um, I don't know what I was thinking at the time, but I built her an eight scale nitro car and, uh, she was kind of afraid of it. So, uh, you know, she, she had horses and that was kind of, uh, my wife's and her deal and yep. which kind of got us off the hook, you know, they'd go do their horse shows and we'd sneak off to the racetrack. So it was a, it was a good relationship. It was <laughs> Sure. Yeah, it's been a whole lot easier since Joe Three's been taking along. Jackie tried racing a little bit, but 
her exact deal was, she goes, I love racing. But she goes, the deal breaker for me is being at the track all day long. I'm like, that's a question as old as time trying to get everybody out earlier. You know what I mean? Yeah. Hey, that's a deal breaker for us sometimes. Oh, I know. And she's like, she's like, I just want to run four packs and go home. It's like, well, yeah, we all do. <laughs> but can I just email my times in and yeah. we'll see who won later? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's about it too. So. I know the boys were really young when they got started. So were they about six, seven years old when they got started in it? Um, I'd say Alex started a little younger than Caden, uh, just because you know it was easy because I only had one to deal with. And yep, um, he, uh, I think he he raced uh, electric for a little while, but then went right into Sportsman Nitro. And, you know, and then I think it was probably, Caden was probably nine, something like that, eight or nine before he actually started racing, so. Okay, okay. So, when your boys got out of sportsman class, they, um, they got, they had, you know, your year of struggle, but then they got quick, pretty quickly. How did you get them out of sportsman class was it just a natural progression or did you kind of push them or what was the deal there I, I didn't really push them at all i think it was the right time you know and they um they were doing really well and and winning races and stuff like that and and back at that particular time we were we were kind of the only group that was coming to the nitro races and running associated vehicles in nitro because they they kind of had fizzled out, you know, the yeah. um, Marshall Scaries and they kind of quit racing nitro and there wasn't really a presence there for AE. And, and I was, at the time, you know, we had gotten noticed by um, a techno headhunter and they were going to like, offer us a deal with techno and i'm like wow this is the coolest we got to do this you know yeah. and i'm like this is so cool and and alex like well i want to run associated and i'm <laughs> like you know i it seemed like associated had been so unobtainable you know to get on that team and right i'm like well you know i'll just reach out to marshall and see what's up and I sent him a message, and he goes, oh, I'm really busy right now. I'll have to get back to you. And I'm like, oh, crap. That's you know? never going to happen. So I was kind of bummed out. It's not going to happen. Well, what was happening in the background is he was talking to Steve and uh, seeing what he thought. Because Steve Nelson, you know, had been at the track, and he had yeah. seen what we were doing. Yep. So the next thing I know, you know, Marshall's sending me a text and saying here's what i can offer you and i i remember the look on the boy's face when i said this <laughs> welcome to ae they were just like it was so cool because it was you know they they really hadn't earned it yet in right. my opinion but there wasn't like i said there wasn't a presence and well you know now now the ae team has kind of exploded there's all kinds of drivers sure i mean it seems like um there's always been two teams in Minnesota. It's either been Mugen or Kyosho or Lozy and Jammin or this and that. 
and right now it seems like it's techno and associated and then little sprinkles of everything else. So, yep, I would agree. Yeah. Anyway, Ryan, do you have any more questions? No, uh, just uh, wanted to kind of open up the platform a little bit for Corey to – you're the you're the biggest reason why you guys get to go racing, but who else helps you get there, Corey? Well, obviously, team associated, you know, um, financing this team with without their help, you know, it, it would limit where we could go, you know, sweep, uh, racing, um, tires. They really came to the table and gave us a, a just an amazing deal so I can buy tires because we all know tires is, is a huge cost, even even though Ryan's, you know. it's It's the biggest cost. It's the biggest cost, you know, and then. You know, we've picked up some other help. Uh, bearing company TRBRC is helping us out, and that that guy Todd Babbitt, he's he's outstanding. Awesome. And uh, Absolute Hobbies, they gave us a great deal on Novarossi engines. You know, now that's kind of why we're searching now because that's probably that relationship could end. Well, we don't know. Sure. And uh, so, I mean, without. Without that help, it, it honestly it would be quite limiting, you know, where we could go. We probably, you know, because it costs money. I mean, we went yeah. to Dakotas, and it was an expensive trip. Almost, it probably could have been comparable to flying to Silver State. Sure. But. No, for sure. So that's what I've been doing lately is um, I've been weighing the pros and cons of getting a camper and a truck compared to what we've been spending hotel on hotels at every race we go to you know we did two big races just this winter and those two races is a thousand dollars in a hotel yep and right there there that almost justifies a camper with two races but then you got have the added cost of uh, gas usage and whatnot so you got to factor that in, and that's why I asked you earlier what what was your mileage? <laughs> I you know I never really worry about it when we're traveling in Minnesota because I know I'm ahead. But oh yeah, um, Minnesota, it, it's like what's that point where you're not ahead anymore? Is what I'm kind of wondering. And if we can be in you know the five six hour range, yeah, we don't need to go much farther. Yep. Yep. We've got some amazing racing around here from um, loose nuts to full throttle to Jamestown. You know, there's there's some amazing tracks around here. Hopefully we'll get back into Moto City. You know, I think I think there's real potential to maybe even invite the USRC to Moto City, you know, with a guaranteed uh, race. That would be event. awesome. That would be awesome. Um, yeah, I, any kind of help you need for that, obviously, let me know. Well, so. and the other thing, since we're talking about stuff, you know, I, I, I think there's no question that Roar is broken. I don't even know if I want to open this Pandora box, but, <laughs> you know, they, they, uh, they, if they brought back the feeder type program where, why can't we have a Roar Region 7 event and have 20 or 30 guaranteed spots from that event be able to go to nationals without them having to pick up the phone and play the uh, roulette wheel to try to get to the race. I think that's just ridiculous. Well, we need 
a uh, regional director. We don't have one anymore. It used to be Aaron Bonner for a long, long time, even though he really didn't do much. And then it's been nothing. Like, well, if you, can you? So, if you're the Roar people, I mean, and we're talking about financial numbers, just think of all the people that would join Roar if they could go to a Region Seven event in in this area. I the, mean, it, the second to last Roar Regional we had here was 2004. There's an on-road one in 2018, but that 2004 Roar Regionals was huge. You know. Yeah. Uh, Region 7 is very receptive about it. Well, and the other thing, too, um, I don't know how good the insurance is, but would there be cost savings for the full throttles and the loose nuts and the MNRC series if everybody was carrying Roar and the tracks were just affiliated so that they didn't have to pursue their own coverage? Well, with Heart of America we had to be a roar member just for that because all of the tracks well heart of america was a roar affiliate i don't know if they still are but they were a roar affiliate and that's what we had to do to race with the heart so the tracks didn't have to carry their own liability insurance that was covered through roar yeah exactly so that's not a bad idea so it's almost like if you could get the tracks on board with the concept but, I mean, there's got to be a reason to do it. And right now, you know, if the only reason I would pursue it and get passionate about pursuing it is if we could have a Roar Regional that meant something. Imagine having a Roar Regional at the Motodome. Right. I think that'd Can be... you imagine the guaranteed racing <laughs> that turnout would be, I mean, it'd be great. And if it's a Roar Regional, there's only... Two classes, maybe three. There's no, right. there's, uh, you got nitro buggy, you have nitro truggy, and I think you can add an e-buggy there. I'm not exactly sure, but I think that's pretty limited. So, yeah. But it, I mean, it'd be great for the, the Seth Van Dalens and, it'd you be, know. It'd be great for the whole racing community. Well, I mean, the ones that want to go to nationals, I'm sure Seth is beyond that now. But yeah. I remember a, a story from Sean where they played the roulette and they didn't get into nationals. They didn't get a spot. And I remember Sean saying, calling up those officials and say, we're coming. I don't care what you say. We're coming. We're going <laughs> to be there and we're racing. You know, yeah, it and, sounds like Sean. <laughs> <laughs> well, he had a, he's got a point. I mean, yeah. You've denied one of the best racers in this in this re well the best arguably, um, so how how can he and others that want to go to this event get there without having to deal with that BS? Yeah, it'd be something to work on. Um, I think this year it is odd numbers. It's up for election, so maybe we can cook something up to make somebody around here the that has the best of intentions uh, regional director. Oh, it might be something to cook up before elections. That sounds like a spot for you, Joe. Oh. <laughs> uh, maybe. I don't know. I wonder what the other commitments are once you're 
I mean, do you have to go to nationals? And, no, um, no. Re- a regional director, it's not huge commitments. When you get up to that executive and national committee, that's where you have to travel and all that. Um, Alex Sturgeon went to China on Roar's Dime as like one of the competition guys. Okay. Um, but yeah, that. So there, there could be opportunity there for you to do something if you so choose yeah well that's why eric anderson a few years back i don't remember if the you well when eric anderson ran as president everybody bought a membership and wrote him in as president and he unanimously won that decision they said nope he can't be president because we found this loophole that he has not held a roar office (laughs) wow so to hold any other Roar office, you need to start out as like a regional director or something like that. Hmm. Yeah, there, there's silliness. But yeah, it's something to talk about. We've taken up a lot of your time, Corey. So yeah, we... Well, I appreciate you guys, uh, you know, having me on tonight. Oh, uh, we appreciate you uh, telling us about the Dakota... Sli- I mean, when we talked earlier and you're like, yeah, I want to talk about this. It's like, yeah, that's actually sounds like a great idea because they're a new club and yeah, we, we don't know much about them and it sounds like they went all out for their first race. Yep. They have a lot of, uh, right, you know, good things going on. They're doing it right. Yeah. You know, and growing pains and whatnot. Well, I'm sure they'll figure them out. And if they don't, you know, well, we know what happens, but I'm sure they'll figure it out. So Yeah. Yep. We'll uh see you next week, Corey Ryan's bailing on FTR, so Okay. You All boys right. have fun. Hold it down. Oh yeah, we All will. Right, Ryan. We will. All right, guys. Thanks for tuning in. Um check us out on Instagram. I am gonna try to get this thing on Spotify. It's I know it's just a toggle switch in the settings I gotta hit or something. So yeah. Um As Ryan would say, we've ran out of content and we've ran out of talent.